Welcome to the Black Sparrow Media Internet Broadcast Network. You're listening to Linux in the Ham Shack. LHS is a podcast about Linux, open source and amateur radio for everyone. Now here are your hosts, Russ, K5TUX, Cheryl, W5MOO, and Bill, NE4RD. Well, hello everybody and welcome to episode number 239 of Linux in the Ham Shack. I'm your host, Russ, K5TUX. I'm Cheryl, W5MOO. And I'm Bill, NE4RD. So we have a wonderful show for you tonight on the most terrific amateur radio podcast on the internet. And this is our short format show, so we're going to jump right into some short format topics. And our lead topic for tonight is the fact that Bill has been busily integrating Discord with our IRC channel, uh, Octothorpe LHS podcast on the Freenode IRC network. Uh, we do have a Discord server, uh, not a Discord. Well, it is, it's called a server, but it's more like a channel. It's kind of like a Slack, um, URL, I guess. What I don't know how you, yeah, yeah, yeah like an instance. <laughs> yeah, an instance. Hey, what a, what a great word. Um, <laughs> so we have a Discord instance and there will be a link to that Discord instance. Uh, on the website here before too long. So if you want to participate in the show via Discord, you can do that. And then there is a link so that anything you say in Discord gets shoved over to IRC and vice versa. Now, um, do the people who are on one or the other who aren't on the other one see stuff, or is it just everybody? You know? Uh, well, what do you mean, everybody? Like, if you're signed into Discord... But you're not in the IRC channel. Right. If someone says something in IRC, do you see it in Discord? Yes. Okay. And vice versa. Yeah, everything gets transmitted back and forth. Uh, so you don't have to be in both. You can just be in one or the other. Uh, there is some uh, additional integration you can do with uh, webhooks and stuff like that. So if you have a matching username, it would go ahead and uh, you know change your icon and stuff like that on the Discord side. Okay, uh, but you don't have the same integration uh, to the IRC side, but uh, you do see all the joins and parts in the uh, Discord from IRC. All right, and we bring this up sort of because we have been mentioning the fact that we have a Discord server for some time in the outro, but we haven't really been using it, and now we kind of are using it. And the nice thing about it is it has mobile device integration. So if you have Discord running on your phone or whatever, you get notifications. And Discord actually allows for voice and video calls, if I am not mistaken. Uh, at least voice calls. Voice, for sure. At least voice. Yeah. Um, so if somebody needed to get in touch with, say, I don't know, the hosts of Linux in the Hamshack somehow, uh, Discord might be a good way to do it because we'll get messages uh, and notifications on our mobile devices, uh, which we do not generally get in IRC. Uh, but, of course, now that there's the IRC integration, we will get them from IRC as well. So there you go. Now you can uh, well, maybe get in touch with us. Who knows? Maybe we'll just ignore you. Nice. <laughs> no, we would never ignore anyone uh, unless you become uh, too chatty or too uh, abusive or abrasive or anything like that. So 
But our listeners would never do that. Yeah, we can put an ignore list on there. So. Oh, okay. No one's on it yet. No. Let's, let's not try and make that list, shall we? <laughs> uh, all right. So anyway, let's uh, talk about some uh, amateur radio topics for tonight. And uh, since this one's a Reddit topic, we'll, we'll let Bill have it since, you know, he's the Reddit guy. <laughs> yeah, amateur radio operated satellite. What features should it have? So this is a post by uh, user uh, Frantic Chicken on Reddit, and he's saying that he's developing a CubeSat communication module for a design team at his university, and it'll be uh, operable to any amateur radio, and it will be able to take a picture of its current location and downlink on demand. So this was a uh, a post over there, and of course, my first comment was mode a <laughs> i want to see mode a on another satellite <laughs> uh, but if you have some comments on uh, a university currently working on uh, on a satellite project uh just head on over to reddit and uh, the link is in the show notes uh, for those people who may not be familiar with mode a do you want to tell everybody what that is yeah that's uh two meters up so the uplink is two meters uh, single sideband and uh, the uh downlink is 10 meters uh, single sideband. So it's a HF rig and a two meter rig is all you need. Excellent. And so there's only one sat available right now that does mode. Uh, I'm not aware of an active one that does mode right now, but I could be wrong on that. Okay. Well, we do talk a lot about satellites on this. I, I should probably try and work some other than just getting the video feed from the ISS whenever they're doing that. <laughs> um, Cause it sounds like it's a lot of fun. And there are some of the uh, high altitude satellites that have some pretty good coverage. Uh, so you can make uh, contacts fairly frequency, uh, frequently, not frequency. Yeah. On uh, many frequencies. On many frequencies, that's right. Not on mode A, though. Not on mode A, yeah. <laughs> All right. We also have uh, some significant changes in store for FT8 and the MSK144 with WSJTX version 2, 2.0. Ooh. Uh, co-developer Joe Taylor, K1JT, has announced the major changes are coming to the FT8 and MSK144 digital protocols when version 2 arrives in just a few short months. Taylor said version 2 should be ready for prime time by January of 2019. And he says that he and Steve, I'm sorry, he says that he, Steve Frankie, K9AN, and Bill, G, or G4WJS, well, it's one a day have been developing enhanced versions of the MSK-144 and FT8 protocols that extend the message payload to 77 bits. Well, what is it now? It's like 10? <laughs> <laughs> it's not many. <laughs> yeah, it's not many. Um, yeah, not many at all. But but that's kind of interesting. Packing 77 bits, you can almost have... that. That's almost like a tweet. That's half a tweet. Well, yeah, the half yeah, an exactly. old tweet. Because what's a new tweet now? 260 or something. Two, two, something yeah, like that. Yeah, something like that. So... Anyway, very cool. And that story came from the Southgate Amateur Radio Club. So very cool. Cheryl, do you want to read a story? We're moving smoothly into open source gotcha. topics. For All right. So. Well, our first story is Ubuntu 18.04.1 has been released. With the .1 release of the LTS, all the systems running 16.04 should start prompting the upgrade. We'll be revving up all of our builds to be up to date with 18.04.1 in the next month. And that was obviously written citing someone speaking that's not referenced here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, might have been me. Might have been you. Are, are you releasing 18.04.1? Yeah, yeah. I'll be revving up all our LHS builds. Cool. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, so basically I'll just update them, and they'll still say 18.04, but they'll essentially be 18.04.1. 
Okay, and in case we didn't mention where those were, they they will be torrents available. I know we've been saying that for quite a while now. Um, months. Yeah, yes, months. <laughs> months yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Bill. Shut up. Okay, uh, but they are currently available at media.ne4rd.live. You can download the different variants of the LHS1 build of Ubuntu there. And uh, at some point, they will be available via torrent. And when they are, we'll let you know. All right, Bill, talk about 4.18. Yeah, Linux 4.18 lands a random patch to uh, lands a random patch to fix slow boot times for some system uh, D based boxes. Uh, this story was a link from Pharonix, but uh, I pulled the notes from the actual merge. And here are those notes: pull random fixes from Ted T's uh, Ted So T S O apostrophe Ted Cho Ted So Ted Cho. There you go. <laughs> yep, I, uh, and few, he says, uh, uh, in reaction to... Th- uh, sorry, I've been to a few of his talks. I think we're having network issues again. <laughs> so Yeah, yeah, it's popping in and out. So yeah. I'll just read it. And, all right, well, okay. read it and go. Uh, in, all right, so he says uh, in this uh, in this push or this uh, merge re- or pull request that got uh, Linus uh, merged, uh, in reaction to the fixes to address CVE-2018-1108, uh, and that is a weakness was found in the Linux kernel's implementation of random seed data. Um, uh, some Linux distributions that have certain system D versions, in some cases combined with patches to libcrypt for FIPS and FedRAM compliance, have led to boot time stalls on some hardware. Uh, the reaction by some distros and Linux sysadmins has been to install packages that try to do complicated things with the CPU and hope that it leads to randomness. To mitigate this, uh, the RD RAND is available. Mix it, uh, mix it into entropy provided by user space. It won't hurt and it will probably help. So I always like probabilities and stuff like that going directly into the kernel. But anyway, it's, it's coming into 4.18. Uh, it's a little early. It was, uh, it was slotted for 4.19. So, uh, it's uh, already sort of out in the wild. If you were uh, on the bleeding edge of, uh, the kernel space there and that, uh, that story came from Pharonix. All right. Very cool. So 4.18 is out. I think my kernel versions are way old. Yeah. I think I'm still running like 3.16 on several boxes. Uh, wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> we still have a we still have a box at work that's running Fedora Core 4. Nice. Yeah. Now that is old. <laughs> I don't remember. I think we've already looked this up and determined when, when Fedora Core 4 was released. It was like 2003 or something. Why is it still running that? Why? Because it is. You haven't updated it? Um, it's one of those boxes that was installed by a vendor and can't be touched. What do you use it for? Um, basically nothing. It's just there. Okay, whatever. (laughs) Come on, I'm not the only person who works for a company where this kind of thing goes on. So, all right. So moving on in the open source world, we have Glances, an eye on your system. Glances, which is software, is a cross-platform monitoring tool which aims to present a large amount of monitoring information through a curses or web-based interface. Uh, the information dynamically adapts depending on the size of the user interface. Well, that's always useful. Um, so let me take a quick look at this. Oh, it's a GitHub project. Damn it, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> you love it. <laughs> no, I, I actually installed this on, um, on I, have, I have one Ubuntu server that I maintain for uh, one of my contracting gigs, and uh, I just wanted to see what it looks like. And uh, it's pretty cool. It gives you like a, basically the top interface plus a bunch of Nmon stuff that you can normally see via console. And it's right directly in the website or the web, uh, you know, spins up a little web server and everything else. And it's, it's kind of a kind of a cool little tool just to kind of see all the stuff that you, you might look at uh, occasionally. 
you know, if you're not already doing monitoring and statistics and stuff like that on the box, like in my particular application, it's, it's just a single box. So no need to have, uh, <laughs> have a, have additional logging somewhere else for it. Uh, but, uh, it does give you kind of like an instantaneous look at the box and it uh, does refresh the top and everything else. So, so yeah, that's all I thought it was a pretty cool tool. I ran across it just, uh, just running around looking at other stuff and uh, installed it here on the laptop to try it out. Then I decided to put it on the, the box at the, uh, at the office and, uh, yeah, it looks pretty cool. Check it out. All right. Very cool. I actually will check that out. I, I do like local monitoring systems, and I could certainly use one right now um, because I'm having all kinds of network horror things going on. Um, uh, but this one, does it uh, does it like use uh, promiscuous interfaces so you can kind of see what's on the wire, or is it just for your own box? Uh, it's just it's just for the box that it's on, so I'm not sure. What, what are you actually asking? <laughs> If you put uh, an interface using a monitoring tool into promiscuous mode, it will actually listen for packets that are not destined to the box. So you can see like what's happening in on the network in general. Oh, you can see that. It pulls all the interfaces. So you can actually see the the current traffic uh, run rates on the interface. All right. Cool. Sounds good. So, yeah, it'll pull like Wi-Fi, you know, Ethernet, local, so you can see loopbacks and stuff like that as well. All right. Excellent. So check that out. It's called Glances. And moving on from that, we've got some topics in our Linux in the Ham Shack segment for tonight. Uh, the first one is AX25 with TNC and Linux. And, yeah, this is yet another Reddit story. So, all right, Bill, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this is from uh, user uh, Whiskey3FoxFoxZulu. Uh, W3FFZ on Reddit. And he says, hello, I am new to APRS and I've managed to set up a small Dell Wise Thin client with Ubuntu and AX25. I'm using a Cam Plus with an old uh, old Kenwa TM V7. I have read a bunch of the documentation, but I don't quite grok what's going on nor how to configure the X25 tools to do an to be an eye gate or a beacon for my weather station. Unless I'm missing something, I'm coming up empty with searching for other people for what other people have configured. I kind of like to explore web-based text messaging with APRS. Have you configured with have you have well, what have you configured with AX25 on Linux? And of course, I dropped a, a, a note in there and a tag to our uh, deep dive episode that you that well, that you basically did everything with <laughs> <laughs> episode 215, uh, which was you know very very deep and informative on all of those tools, uh, setting up an eye gate and uh, you know the APRS FI uh, integration and everything else that you, uh, that you, uh, you you demonstrated. That's excellent that we could answer a question before it was asked. That doesn't happen very often. We'll let Bill do one more and then I'll catch the last one. So. Okay, CQR Law gets a CW skimmer highlights in a recent merge. For those of you following along the CQR Log uh, Git repo, uh, a recent merge came in from Ollie Delta Hotel 2 Whiskey Quebec. He added a rudimentary skimmer support to the uh, Telnet DX cluster, uh, the little uh, window that pops up that gives you all the DX cluster announces and uh, spots and stuff like that. And uh, so basically what this does is it uh, highlights... Uh, Highlight stuff from Skimmer, and it'll highlight stuff in the actual Telnet DX cluster window. Uh, it'll do uh, dupes uh, turn gray, uh, new city or new uh, new country probably. A new country turns red. A new country on this band turns pink, so it knows if you're on that particular band at the time. Uh, and uh, not confirmed would be uh, blue, and those are work but not confirmed contacts. So this is a recent merge that was just pushed in. So it's probably not in any build unless you're pulling or directly building off of Git. And this was just in a couple days ago. So uh, some new hotness coming into CQR log. Hot. Way. 
<laughs> it doesn't work so well when there's like major network lag. Uh, <laughs> all right. So anyway, that's cool. And moving on, we're going to talk about, since we sort of mentioned uh, FT8 and things like that, the weak signal modes, we'll have a little mention of the current release of WSJTX 1.9.1, uh, where we have talked in the past about the fact that WSJTX versions that are on the website are compiled and packaged against LibriLine version 6. I uh, don't install in the new 1804 LTS uh, because LibriLine in those versions is 7. Uh, the build from WSJTX Next PPA uh, that we have recommended and have attached to the LHS builds are 1.9.0 release candidate 4, slightly behind the, the general release. Uh, if you wish to install the mainline deb, you need to just install LibriLine 6 from the Artful repos, uh, which at a minimum works fine uh, in Bill's shack on the LHS AMD 64 build. Uh, I assume that's the only one you tested it on. Yeah. All right. So there you go. Just a slight problem there with LibriLine differences in version. Sometimes that yeah. happens. And this affects uh, uh, Debian 9.4, whatever their latest release is as well. They're also on uh, on LibReadLine 7. All right. You heard it here. So if you have LibReadLine issues, now you know why and how to fix it. All right. So now we do have an announcement. Uh, we've been kind of lax in the announcement category by an episode because of the way the last episode went sort of long. So I'm going to throw one in here, which considering the network issues may take forever <laughs> <laughs> well let me mention this as well because we were supposed to have this in here and i didn't put it in as well og camp 18 is happening over in sheffield the uk so over there in england uh saturday august 18th to sunday august uh, 19th and uh if you're interested in uh free culture free and open source software hardware hacking digital rights and all manner of collaborative cultural activities uh, this is the conference that is uh, perfect for you so if you can get there, uh, I believe the uh, tickets are are uh, free or donation or something like that. <laughs> I'd have to pull up the, the thing there again. Uh, let me look real quick for tickets, tickets, tickets. Let's see here. Tickets. Yeah, donated uh, donation tickets are exactly the same as free tickets. You aren't expected to pay and won't be treated any differently if you can't or don't. So proceeds will help fund the event uh, with any surplus going towards future events. So uh, check out AugCamp18, and their website is augcamp.org. Excellent. <clears throat> okay. Sorry. No, you're fine. Just wanted to wait till you're done before I started. Obviously, I'm going to have to actually listen to this episode when I edit it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> unlike, unlike the last few. but yeah. Well, so who knows what the quality was on the last few? <laughs> Anybody have any comments? Do I they all suck? I haven't listened to them yet. So. Yeah. All right, I'm all so, caught up. They all sound fine. <laughs> they all sound fine. Okay, excellent. So we have one more announcement, and this comes to us from Susan Rose, who apparently is working with or for or a part of, in some way, the Ohio Linux Fest. Uh, she sent me an email the other day, uh, which says, Dear Russ and friends at Linux in the Ham Shack, uh, this letter is sent to you to ask for your help. Please let your listeners know that the Ohio Linux Fest is now accepting proposals for presentations. Uh, the current deadline is July 31st. Oh, wow. How old is this? <laughs> it's been I, riding I for a while. I didn't get it that long ago. But uh, you got it like in May. Uh, okay, where is, uh, where's the thing I'm actually reading it from? 
No, it's it, I got it on July 17th, and that's why we have a problem with this, because we haven't been doing announcements. So Right. Okay, so this is a little late. <laughs> you will have one day once you hear this to get a to get a <laughs> proposal. Well, maybe, in. maybe get it done. No, I'm gonna. It'll be done. So, uh, the event, however, the the Ohio Linux Fest is from October 12th to the 13th, 2018. It's at the Columbus, Ohio Hyatt Regency, and she says we hope you can attend this year. Well, <laughs> unless someone's paying for us to attend, that's not happening. Um. And then there are several links here. There's a link to the news story that references the call for presentations. There's the application for speaker link and a call for presenters. Uh, there's also a link here to YouTube recordings of presentations from 2014 through 2017. Oh, so, so you're not in there. No, because that was before that. Yeah, you yeah. went like 2000. Yeah, so... Uh, I think mine might be out on YouTube somewhere. There's an audio recording of it that got posted to Hacker Public Radio, I think. So anyway, uh, Ohio Linux Fest is coming up in October. If you can uh, get your presentation in on time, you might be able to be a speaker there. And we'll uh, post all of the links she gave us uh, to the show notes. All right. So that kind of combines our short format show announcements. And we didn't have any feedback for this time. Uh, we might be doing feedback again, like in the normal rotation, which is probably on the next regular episode. We either will or we won't. Depends on if we have some. So send us some feedback. We want to read your feedback. So that just leaves us with the social media roundup. And I see you're all ready to go there. I your phone ready. is ready. Yeah. So there you go. Hit the social media roundup. All right. This time for Patreons, we have William Heckelman, John Spriggs, Steve Sainer, Donald Gover, Robert Pitts, Paul Griffith, Jonas Rulo, John Zaruba Jr., Samuel Vimes, Steve Metcalf, Chris Beggio, Darren King. For subscriptions, we have Steve Hepler, Jeff Zimmerman, Michael Jopling, Steve Nichols, Todd Bowers, Thor Wiegman, Stephen Harp, Charlie Brown, Kevin Murray, Wayne Carpenter, Doug Redder, Bill Pioter, Dylan Engel, Alan Wilson, John Clark, Michael Aalo, Robert Halliday, Brian Smith, Johnny Kinsey, Ronald Ike, Robert Yerke, Michael Connolly and Jeremy Hall. For Facebook, we have Gerald Hansberger, Logan Rogers Fallis, Jeremy Smith, and Mel Davis. For Google Plus, we have Logan Rogers Fallis. For Twitter, we have at OUL or OU1, I can't tell what that is, man, uh, at tech IEG33K, at KNSNR Jeffrey, at VK4TEC, at the Guild Global, at GlyNet Wi-Fi, and at Firewall 103, excuse me. For YouTube, we have Keith Birdwell, Sherlock Addy, George Fish, and Stuart Gilbert. For the mailing list, KN4GBO, and merchandise sales with Shane Albrecht. All right, very good. Now, I want to take a quick second here to mention that the folks who have bought mer merchandise lately have bought our 16 gig usb sticks which we ran out of at hamvention so we've recently ordered some more i believe we'll have them tomorrow if i remember correctly actually weren't they supposed to be here today no i think it's tomorrow tomorrow okay um but then they have to go to the printer to be printed and then when they get back from the printer which i think takes about a week then we can ship them out so if you've ordered uh usb sticks which there are three i think outstanding 
uh, they will be shipped in about a week. So, And we have other merchandise that Mr. Uh, Woodman needs to get posted on the page. Yes, I know. Yes, you know. Yes, I know. <laughs> it's mostly drinkware. So check out shop.lhspodcast.info if you want to have some cool drinkware. We have um, Yeti cups. And, well, Coffee I shouldn't mug. say Yeti yeah, cups because no, they're, they're not Yeti cups. They're insulated tumblers. There you generic go. insulated tumblers. Yeah, there you go. Uh, I feel like a shill or like we have some sort of sponsorship we have to avoid. No, but anyway. <laughs> um, yeah. So insulated tumblers uh, in different sizes. We have uh, pint mugs. glasses, coffee mugs of different kinds, shot glasses, things along those lines. We also have T-shirts where we're trying to figure out how we're going to do T-shirts. Um, we got to find some way we can get them to you less expensively uh, than through places like Cafe Press because they just charge Enormous ridiculous prices. amounts. Yes. So anyway, uh, go to shop.lhspodcast.info and see what's over there. There'll be new stuff posted very soon. And with that, we're done. Woo-hoo. Yeah, we made it to the end. Uh, oh, no, just it's been recognize people in the chat room. Yeah, let's recognize some people in the chat room. So like Steve Martin does, we can just gaze at them without speaking as we recognize them. <laughs> yeah, one too many. Okay, yeah, not too. Yeah. Uh, now I did see. Uh, let's see, Paul K five WMA, Don KC nine ZMY, Ted WA zero EIR, all in there. Uh, Don KB two YSI is in there. Uh, anyone else who's actually like alive and kicking? I'm not sure that I saw anyone else other than those four and us. If you're listening and you're in the chat room and you have not said anything up till this point, speak up yeah, now. Say it now, so we can or. Wave your hand electronically so we know that you're here. Or just say something rude. I don't know. <laughs> uh, and if we don't see anything in the next, oh, I don't know. How long does the stream delay? Five, what, five, 15 six. seconds? No, it's not that long. It's, it's not like, that long? It's like five or six seconds. Well, tonight it might be. <laughs> well, yeah, tonight it could be half an hour. Tonight right? it could be forever. Who knows? Right. Yeah. People, people haven't actually heard the show yet. Oh, no, Don waved. So there we go. Okay. Oh, yeah. So there you go. All right. Very cool. So uh, thanks to everybody who listened live. And thank you to those listeners who don't listen live, but get to listen after the fact. We really, really appreciate you. Uh, I have worked on the website a little bit. I've gotten it to kind of speed up a little. Um, I've got the sponsored ads fixed. So if you can do us a favor and go click on those, if you have an ad blocker, of course, they will not show up, but they do actually generate us revenue and it doesn't cost you anything. You just actually have to click on the links, not just see them. Uh, so if you could do that, that would be great. And then there's all sorts of information in the outro, which tells you how you can help support us if you do not help support us already. Uh, so we'll let you just go ahead and listen to that. And with that, we're just going to go ahead and wind up episode number 239 of Linux in the Ham Shack. And I'll say I'm Russ, K5TUX. I'm Cheryl, W5MOO. And I'm Bill, NE4RD73. Thank you for listening to this episode of Linux in the Hamshack. LHS is a community-sponsored podcast. Our website is located at lhspodcast.info. You can support the program by visiting the LHS Patreon page of patreon.com stroke lhspodcast or using the contribute link on the website. Get in touch via social media. The show has a presence on Google+, Facebook, Twitter, Discord and YouTube. Or you can drop an email to info at lhspodcast.info or record a voicemail at 1-900-9-LHS-SHOW. 
That's 1-909-547-7469. Visit the IRC channel, LHS Podcast, on the Freenode IRC Network. Also visit the online merchandise store at shop.lhspodcast.info for fun and fashionable LHS merchandise. Become an ambassador and represent LHS at a Linux convention or ham fest. Email ambassadors at lhspodcast.info or visit the website for details. The podcast is recorded live every Monday night at 8 o'clock p.m. Central Time. Connect to the stream at stream.blacksparrowmedia.net colon 8008 stroke LHS live. Until next time, over and out. Linux in the Ham Shack and the Linux in the Ham Shack logo are released under a Creative Commons Attribute Non-Commercial No Derivatives 4.0 International License.